The following program has been brought to you by Rolling Press, a family-run, eco-friendly printing company. For more information, visit rollingpress.com. This is Chef Emily Peterson, host of Sharp and Hot. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. We talk about music with musical dudes. Finger on the pulse, snacky tunes.
I'm really excited for that. Oh, coming up live. Motion this, motion studies. This might it, be... It's definitely rivaling the largest setup we've had. Uh, yeah. I mean, they really... Uh, they left no uh, stone unturned here. But it's, uh, And Liz was a champ, as always. Welcome. Um, episode 199. This is it. Of uh, Snacky Tunes. We are about to turn... To our turn the corner on like a not a new century. You know what you know what Max said today. What he said you should call it your bicentennialist, bicentennialist episode, bicentennialist two hundred year. I don't know. No, I bicentennial. What did I say? Bicentennialist. Yeah, I got it. Like the like the like the tenniest of the bicentennials. Yeah, like the two hundred greatest. It's like the two hundred. It's of like the two hundred ish ish is bicentennial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, coming up with the color commentators, Steve <laughs> Rogenstein, uh, from uh, quite a few things. Uh, one of the founders of the Arts Corps and here to also talk to us about Honey Week. Steve, welcome to Snacky Tunes. Yeah. Hi, thanks. And officially um, living the dream as we have uh, determined in like the pre-show. Uh, get to, You weren't bragging, which I'll, which I'll say, but I'm going to do it for you. Two months live in Rockway to, as a prelude to moving to Barcelona uh, and then to Madrid. So, let's, how are you going to pronounce Barcelona? Barcelona. There we go. Uh, I always oh, say yeah, this. No, I'm from New York and everything's good. I'm so happy to be in Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, you, when you go out there, there's this place called La Champanaria, which is a cava and pincho place where like for every bottle of cava you order, you get like two bites that come with it. And it's like this really kind of small place, maybe like two, three times the size of this and like a grill with like old men in like dirty white uniforms. And it's like, it's really amazing. And you'll have time to, you have time. I'm going to have to take notes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll show. send it to you. <laughs> just, <laughs> just re-listen to the episode whenever, yeah. whenever, where did they say? Oh yes. Let me fire up my internet. So Steve, you were saying that you have been, uh, in New York for over two decades. That's correct. And I'm sure you have seen a lot of change and, you have done a lot of events. So what brought you to New York? How did you get involved with events? What have you seen change in this world of the last two decades? Well, And I, you have uh, 10 seconds? 10 <laughs> seconds to answer? I grew up right outside of the city. So after graduating from college, it was pretty immediate. Shout it out. Where'd you go? I went to the University of Vermont. Ooh. So I had had my rural, oh, yeah. quote unquote, town experience. And it was an immediate uh, beeline. No pun intended. Pun intended. Straight to New York City. The and sweet spot. Uh, moved in in uh, 92 and have been here ever since. Where, where did you first live? With my parents on the Upper East Side, which is so ironic because my cycle is living with my mom right now. Wow. Before the Rockways. Wow. Uh, and then the East Village for five years and then Clinton Hill for 16. Dude, East Village in mid-late 90s must have been a blast. It was fun. It was the, the center of the universe, as we used to say. It was, it was, <laughs> was it law, not lawless, but like... Uh, Avenue uh, Alphabet City was pretty lawless. Yeah, I, I used to garden in Tompkins Square Park, and you used to have to wear gloves because the needles and the drugs, the broken bottles—it was rampant. But the city was alive. Everywhere. It was. Yeah. yeah, a little bit more alive. Bring, bring the crime and the grit back. <laughs> I could. We, the city could use a little more dirt, and I don't want to say that as like I don't know. There was a cop that got stabbed down the street from where I live. Like. That's pretty... No, but I want that, like... That's real. That's, I want that yeah. I-didn't-live-here, white-nostalgic version of it was better before I showed up. Well, I remember in the 70s coming into the city. That was scary. Yeah? Like, just Times Square-ish type of stuff? Did the Times Square thing got robbed trying to buy a fake ID? Yeah. 
Oh, good. Yeah, I mean, that was sorry. the '80s, but yeah. '70s were much worse. At, I remember the process. Was that the same day you learned about karma <laughs> and irony? Um, so, how did you get? So, talk to us um, before we get into Hunting Week about uh, the art court and how that started and, and uh, what you've been doing with that. Because I know you've done a ton of great events there with a lot of amazing people. Thank you. Uh, the art court started about 12, 13 years ago. Uh, first as a concept of spreading the appreciation and kind of participation in the arts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was part of an art collective. And then it kind of grew out of that to be more of a, a company that was consulting to arts organizations, a producer of events. I had the space in Clinton Hill for 16 years mm-hmm. called 12 Turn 13. And it all kind of fell under this umbrella of the art core. That's awesome. What was it like to, I guess, sort of be in what was considered one of the last great gasps of art in the late 90s, early 2000s, before everyone sort of pieced out to Berlin? Uh, it felt fun and, you know, alive while we were in it. And, yeah. uh, you know, everybody keeps poo-pooing about New York in the past, but I think every generation looks back and says the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you just have to dig deeper. Yeah. maybe farther yeah i agree with that what were some of the 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 amazing still love wish could happen tomorrow events that happen at your space uh the two that are extremely memorable was one called uh dante's inferno it was in collaboration with a theater performance group and it was basically a journey through the eight circles of hell starting in union square and leading into subway stations on platforms in the cars and you would encounter unbeknownst to you as the audience participant these various characters that were representing each of the circles of hell so you like on your, the subway on the subway on oh the platform gosh. you had people fornicating on the subway platform you had uh people greedy people with their money and their blood on the subway and it basically came out into onto the G train, Clausen Ave, and rolled down Sisyphus like down the hill, and into the fire greeters, basically, and some eight foot FX costume animal dragging its arms along the ground, and traffic backed up behind them, and the fire fire jugglers on the roof and in the street. And then as you walked in, you went through a green screen and you were projected walking through the flames of hell and you entered the party. That was one of them. That's great. And then uh, we, had, we had Moody Man perform during a monsoon, which was one of the craziest nights of my life. And I don't know if I should go into the details, but everything almost ended that night when some woman almost drowned in 18 inches of water flooded on the rooftop. So, <laughs> 18 inches? Yeah. Doesn't Let's take just much. Say my, my step was... was basically uh floating yeah wow yeah it was it was memorable it was a time it was a time now you've also done some really amazing dinners at the space as well that's true uh can you talk about some of your chef collaborations and how those dinners started and at what point did you start seeing dinners as real events uh well we had done as the art core art collective we did a series of three blue dinners because our our thing was all about monochrome and color uh, we did three a series of three blue dinners where literally everything was blue, down to the invitation in the mail with the blue stamps and the blue menu and the blue food and the blue fish and the blue potatoes. And, 
you know, blueberry glace and blueberry cake. And all the guests had to come dressed head to toe in blue. And we had some people that were head to toe in costume makeup, blue outfits, all that. Uh, and that was very fun and interactive. And it turned into video performances and photo shoots and whatnot. Uh, and then what I started was a salon series because after a while we realized that the DJ parties were one type of event mm-hmm. and they were pretty anonymous, 400 people, 600 people. Uh, and what I was craving was a little more intimacy and interaction and connectivity. So we thought a salon series would be a lot of fun. And we started that with a dinner, a supper club with uh, Brooklyn Laundry. Oh, and uh, that was great. We did two seatings one night. Uh, we fed probably, I don't know, 50 people that night. And it was all based on, I'm not going to get his name right, Anton, Antonin, somebody, French guy who was the king of chefs and the chef of kings. And it was based on him. He basically was a chef for Napoleon and Whoa. somebody else famous. And this was what, in like 99? No, that was much later. That was probably like 2006. Gotcha. That's amazing. Yeah. And so we had done a series of supper clubs. We did a wine tasting. We did a honey tasting. Two honey tastings. So talking about honey, and we'll get, we'll get a little bit started and then we'll take a quick musical break. How did or when did your love for honey and bees start? Uh, my love was later in life. My interest was when I was 12. Okay. Uh, I actually had a substitute teacher who was probably like 85 at the time, and we were in like sixth grade or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came in to substitute for our social studies teacher. So he thought he'd talk about his World War II experience, and everybody kind of laughed. And then he just, the class got unruly and he decided to talk about something more passionate and a hobby of his, which was beekeeping. Mm. And the class turned into like a riot. But there I was, the nerd that I was, wrapped in full attention, thinking, oh my God, you can keep bees as pets. <laughs> and it's always been kind of in the back of my head. I tried to volunteer at a couple of uh, community gardens that hit beehives here in the city. Uh, but beekeepers are a little crazy I'm sure. and a little disorganized and my efforts to volunteer never actually materialized. So again, it was a dormant interest. And then I had a friend who was taking all sorts of classes at third ward a couple of years ago and mm. said, I'm taking beekeeping, hung up the phone, signed up. And that's when it began. And, uh, I had an amazing teacher. You might know Meg Pasca from oh my Brooklyn God, Meg. Homesteader. Yeah. We Meg know, P. We love, we love Meg. Dude, Meg is just really just taking urban farming to the next level. Yeah. And actually she just wrote the, the rooftop beekeeper which is a book, and uh, it's just come out. It's actually really well-written, funny, and instructive. Uh, and so, yeah, I was part of the Brooklyn Grange Apprenticeship Program f- with their apiaries one year and have just really jumped into it, and I'm a honey freak now. <laughs> <laughs> honey freak? Favorite honey? Of- I love the Linden honey. Okay. Which is kind of common, but I've, I've sampled quite a number. I think in my personal collection, before I started moving and gifting them and eating them, uh, I probably had 70 jars of honey from around the world. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Where, where's, uh, one more question, then we'll get to Where is the most unexpected place that you got good honey? You can get good honey everywhere. That's so. what I've always said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had honeys from Turkey, Australia, New Zealand, Spain. 
And it, each one, the terroir is just like so different. It tastes exactly completely, completely different. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's take a quick musical break. Okay. Then we'll talk about Honey Week and all the amazing events. Uh, so next uh, next week is our 200th episode, and also we will be releasing Snacky Tunes Live Volume Five. And uh, our fifth anniversary. And our fifth anniversary, and so it's like a lot of it's great. And uh, the end of the seventh uh, annual barbecue blowout. So we're going to play uh, just a couple tracks from um, past uh, Snacky Tunes volumes. And uh, the uh, the boys today are friends with Sin Kane, which is one of our favorite performances. So this is uh, them performing Warm Spell live on Snacky Tunes. Thank you. 
man. That just it's such a groove. So good. And the and uh, oh, the other theme is that the two uh, tracks we're playing from Snacky Tunes. They both have new records out or coming out. So she keeps bees is going to be the next one. Uh, you're gonna play my favorite song. Yeah, off. the one that was on the comp. So, oh my god. Um, so we have Steve Rogenstein in the house before he absconds. Absconds to Spain, uh, talking about the amazing. You must do falls in Barcelona, darling. It's the only way to live. I, where? <laughs> Barcelona. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Um, so uh, we've heard all about your dinners and the amazing the art core and we're you know one of the RIP great event spaces of Brooklyn and. Before you leave, though, you are doing the fourth annual Honey Week, uh, which is a citywide week on celebration to really buzzworthy things. <laughs> yeah. And, and did you know abscond is also a beekeeping word? Oh, is it really? Yeah. So, well, there I, we go. And she keeps bees. Oh, yeah. I like Making that. puns. You guys are very thematic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's good. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's just when you really plan <laughs> everything out. So, talk to us about Honey Week and. I guess it sounds like one of the sweeter events I've heard of. <laughs> Darren. Not bittersweet. Darren. No. Uh, so Honey Week, we're actually uh, going to be in our fourth year, kind of. Uh, it's September 8th through 14th. last three years has actually been Honey Fest. And that was a one-day uh, celebration of the honeybee out in the Rockaways. And this year we're expanding the program to include uh, citywide uh, week-long events that include everything from honey-themed dinners to apiary tours, honey tastings, a honey cooking class, uh, honey in cocktails class. Uh, what else do we have? Beekeeping workshops, kids workshops. And then again, for its fourth year, Honey Fest out in the Rockways, which is Saturday, September 13th. And that features a bee marketplace, uh, kids activities, lots of arts and crafts, educational stuff, observational hives, a honey extraction, a honey tasting contest, a raffle, and the Be a Bee Parade. As well are you, as some are you gonna like crown a queen bee? Uh, actually, yes, that's one of our events. We have a queen bee classic, a uh, cocktail classic, okay. which is on September eighth. That's the Monday night, and that's bartenders around the city competing for the tastiest honey cocktails. So, are you gonna be? So, when you say you have like a honey competition, is it gonna be amateur beekeepers presenting their own honey? Uh, that's the honey tasting contest. The honey tasting contest. Yes. So anybody, hopefully from uh, the local five boroughs and even beyond, can submit their their best tasting honey. Uh, we're going to have a crowd choice and a judge choice. Mm, show me the honey. Yeah. That's uh, pretty good. What are the, What are you really looking forward to? Which event? Uh, what am I looking forward to? Um, the apiary tours, I think, is interesting because that's a chance for everybody to really kind of open up their backyards, rooftops, and community gardens where they keep their bees and let people who don't know anything about beekeeping or, as we call them, quote-unquote, wannabes, ha, 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 to uh, introduce them to a variety of styles, a variety of bees, beekeeping. Uh, and I think that that's something that not many people have access to. Uh, and also the honey themed dinners. We're going to be working with some chefs, Angelo, Shout Romano, out. amazing, and yeah. Katie Peets, and Katie Peets, both Roberta's alum. Exactly. They're going to be, and actually, we have another potential venue which I can't tell right now. Who's okay. Also from yeah. Roberta's. Uh, so keeping it in the family, those dinners are going to be great. Uh, the honey tasting. We've got a honey cooking class with Rebecca Pepler. 
uh, I think that everything is looking up, looking really great. That's uh, that's great. And where can people um, get tickets or find out more information? www.nychoneyweek.com. I can't believe that that website wasn't taken already. Yeah, well, I can't, hey. just sitting there, just to be plucked. <laughs> so uh, all how, the, all those New York City honey fests. Yeah. Um, how often have you been stung, and does it even bother you anymore? <laughs> Uh, I just got stung the other day, and uh, my ankle swelled up a bit. Uh, I get stung once to four times every other time I visit a hive. Uh, sometimes they swell up. Sometimes I have reactions, and other times I don't. And I, it doesn't really bother me. It's it's the bittersweet aspect of it. There you go. And I've heard a rumor that beekeepers have one of the lowest cancer rates of all professions so i think it's probably about the bee stings hmm. that's, that's pretty great um well we want to get one more question before you leave uh favorite dish to cook with using honey uh you can do a nice honey glaze like pork roast mm. sure that's nice is that in your bag did you bring that <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, slices for you guys are you excited for the spanish honey that you're going to be uh, enjoying? i am i actually have to do some research and find some apicultura Turistas who are over there making honey. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming by. Thank you. Uh, are you on Instagram? Can people follow your exploits as you move out of the country into. Personally, yeah. I'm at the Art Core. Okay. And then we also have a NYC Honey Week tag as well. And when are tickets going on sale for the dinner with uh, Katie and Angelo? Uh, this week, actually. Okay, great. So stay tuned. Uh, so, in honor of you being on the show and Snacky Tunes. Uh, volume five coming out we have she keeps bees who has a new record out um with a track called cold eye and then motion studies are, are live in studio up next
All right. That's still one of my favorite. Yeah. I, I don't think I ever, and no pressure guys, laughed so hard with, with any band. Yeah. Than She Keeps Bees. Moja Stice, there's a lot of you here. Well, yeah, hi. Who's, well, uh, who's, who's, who's the top of the jokes? It's like it's a group joke effort. Yeah, yeah. It's really, um, it's, it's a lot of like it's funny. Like after a certain amount of hour, hours of practicing, it goes from like <laughs> topical humor to like deep like W W F deep NBA references. Uh, what's yeah. the deepest deepest reference you have that only inside baseball basketball wrestlers would know? I don't know. I think it's more. It's, it's a lot a, of. It's the Steve Austin. Thing. Yeah, it's the Steve Austin. It's a Steve Austin thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Which is, it's a weird. That's which is a weird note to start off our introduction. That's fine. Of the but band you, you on the saw radio. that Jesse the Body Ventura got exonerated this week. He oh, won like a one point two million dollar defamation case. Who slandered him? Some I don't know. Somebody wrote a book and they said some things and he didn't appreciate it. So now he's richer. He, Did he body slam? Thank God. Body yeah, slam yeah. that. That was his closing uh, his closing argument. He just actually he just pile drive the jury. <laughs> pile drive the yeah. <laughs> and then that Which would be the uh, like an awesome uh, like in the height of like early two thousands WWF doing really well. Like yeah. oh a, a legal a legal comedy yeah. where it's like uh, like body of law or something. Oh yeah. Where uh, like, at that, the end he actually rips his sleeves like, off. Like a Fox nineteen nineties show where I, w- like, I would have seen it. By the way, I, have, I would have I have yeah. to say that the band brought um the Phil Jackson book and he's been like we've been locking eyes and I was telling them I feel like my game is just like that much more elevated. All right, yeah. how about this? So, so guys who move from who are like New York to LA or vice versa, how long does he have where he can be like, I'm a New Yorker? Oh, he's, he was a New York Nick. Yeah, he was a Nick in '73, '74. Like, yeah, he was a championship. Then, he was a championship ring. So, winner. so his do you heart, think his heart is in New York? It's always been. Yeah, it's always been. I guess sort of like LeBron. He didn't, he didn't right? just get 11 rings. Coaching, yeah, he earned some of them. But you know, he's he's, he's a man who wants to. Yeah, he he was. Yeah, he did it both ways. He wanted to go back to the like. Actually, so I read the book. He wanted to go back <laughs> spoiler, to the Knicks, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> but they didn't want to run the organization the way he wanted. Like the man, the, for him, the triangle offense is like a pure form of basketball, right? And if you wanted to like run like a a different type of operation, he just passed. His face That's has real. the triangle. He right passed there. <laughs> there it is. He passed on like for a while. I think in like the right before he went to the Bulls, he passed on the Knicks. Now the ball's been inbounded to him, and he's gonna slam dunk us to the championship. Yeah, he's gonna he's running the organization from the highest level. How, how many how many years do you think it's gonna take for him to get a ring? Three. Honestly, oh yeah, three. I, I defer to the rest of the band. Three. Three, three years. years, okay. Yeah, he's good because he's still there. Looks of joy when he says, "Yeah, say that, three, though. three is fine." I mean, it's all building. It's such a mess right now. It's such a disaster. They, essentially, they have to clean house and then start building. They'll make it to the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs this year, he's it's not gonna be great. This guy, if he doesn't make the playoffs, well, if they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> this is a lot of trouble. No, wait, we get a first round pick. We get to keep it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! If that isn't every like northeast sports yeah. lover like. Always a silver lining. Yeah, but if we, if we yeah, lose, yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Syracuse. So, I mean, we can go around the room, introduce ourselves, or how do you guys want to just, you want to say hi? No, I don't want to do no, that. No, okay. I'll do, I can do like Yeah, you can just say a general. Here. Yeah. So we have Matt Gaffney on drums. I'm kind of go, going counterclockwise. Yeah. Mike Popvin, he plays synths. Yeah. Tara Chacon, she sings. Joe Tirabasi, he plays bass. Tim Angelillo, he plays guitar. Uh, Matt Mar- Matthew Morello uh, plays a lot of things, uh, mostly congas, and I'm Tyler. I sing. This is uh, this is great. Um, why don't we get a get a song out there? Okay, and then we'll get back to how the seven okay. we found each other. Cool. Um, what are you gonna start with? Uh, the song's called Distractions. It's the last single we put out. What? You, what oh, you're gonna be doing this mic. Sorry, this, we're trying to coordinate the mic situation. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. Oh, a thousand times, yes, but then again We'll all eventually agree ourselves to death To get through the limit of common sense The fuzz of punchlines I have this incident Do you remember kamikaze subway rides Uptown to meet a friend who liked the first six months When I threw myself at everything at once It's all distractions Between our beds, convince myself that I'm not interested. A young man's game, they said, Well, I just want my tab. But thanks for asking, beg the balance from a friend. It's all distraction. of a common letter set such distraction but collective internet Stop. Yeah, so good. Hard stops. Phil wouldn't let Triangle you stop. Triangle offense. Phil says stops. if you can stop on a nickel, you can stop on a dime. You can no, keep those. Yeah. No, he's yeah. not stopping with the Knicks. He's going all the way to the top. Yeah. Um, so how did the, the seven of you come come together? Uh, so the record there there were eight for a little while. Oh. We've had like we had like a larger. Eight's no good. Seven's great, but eight. <laughs> Um, so the record Motion Study started as a project that I had on my own. It was like a bedroom 
R&B pop disco thing. I made a record by myself in 2012. Uh, then in 2013, I started talking to uh, this label, God Mode, uh, run by uh, our friend Nick Sylvester. He was like, hey, let's do a track together. We ended up making um, something a little more physical and funky, like a little more mm. like a lot more Prince, uh, a lot more like classic New York disco. And after doing that, I was like, wow, this is great. This is like such an amazing track. This is how I wanted all this to sound. And kind of on a whim, he's like, well, like you should really actually have a whole band because it was just me and a couple of like samplers and a computer. And that's how I played shows on my own it was very weird. And he was just like, why don't you get like a lot of people or why don't you get like a full band? And it just seemed like this really fun uh, experiment in excess. So it was all kind of like through different ways. Like uh, Tara's my girlfriend. Uh, Matt, I met through another band I play in, but just straight up like a Facebook message like, hey, Matt, my name's Tyler. <laughs> Mike and I played music together. Joe and I knew each other from other bands. Tim and I would drink and watch the Knicks. And then Matt's a ringer who we brought in who's in a lot of the bands on the labels. And we were just like, we need this dude to crush like five instruments. Yeah. So he was, he was the guy. He uh, sealed and, the deal. And you guys uh, are involved with one of our all-time favorite bands, Midnight Magic. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. 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 That second, the single I was talking about was, uh, I recorded all of that with Andrew Raposo. Yeah. Who uh, have passed Snacky Tunes performers. Uh, I think they were on the comp, the first comp. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, actually all of the comps are available on the Heritage SoundCloud. Talk page. about talk about jokes though. That dude rips. Oh my god, that is he's that so good. He's and, so full of the deep jokes, and oh he's man. got probably one of the best like mean bass, face. bass faces. I didn't. Get ever. To, I did get to play his basses, but I didn't play bass with him. Uh, but yeah, we we the the single, the one you played, Matter of Time, was recorded at uh, Midnight Studios. Yeah, uh, got his his like his deep disco touch on that one. Yeah, they're um they're really uh. Well, we knew we liked you guys with them when we found out that you had worked with Andrew. That was kind of like, yeah, you know, that's the no. That's he was a, he was a crucial element of like kind of putting making a record that ne- necessitated this many people. Like yeah. it wasn't just like oh, it's just a dude. It was like no, like this is a lot of sound. Yeah, he, I mean, he from his projects really. Actually, we're not here to talk about Andrew. Andrew, we love you, but we're not we're not here about this. So, how was taking it from bedroom project uh, to you know eight now seven? It was like I mean it was kind of like a couple core things of like it was a it was a really truncated timeline like i I put this thing out in october we were like let's play the show in december and starting like beginning of november of last year i started like hitting people up uh tim we were actually drinking at a country bar and talking about like soft rock and how like we wanted like soft rock yeah well just we wanted to crush the game with some like very like smooth playing like Trying to like hit, do things at an earth, wind, and fire level, and he was the first person who's like, "Yo, like, let's do this." Um, yeah, I, did you I actually say I want to crush the game with smooth rock? No, it's just like because that's. <laughs> yeah, wait, I mean, you, that's... Should, you should explain a bit more. Well, yeah, I, I kind of have a working title. Um, the, I'm the best soft rock guitarist in Brooklyn. When, like, uh, he is. Go ahead, listeners, come at me. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he really is. You know, basically, like my whole motivation for for playing the band the way. It was like if Steve Lukather wouldn't play it in the background of the Thriller record, then it doesn't have any place here. <laughs> so it's like that's just it's all soft. It's yeah, like, so soft, soft focus. But I think like it's all like everyone who's who, all of us have been in other bands where we haven't gotten to do things the way that were like fun or felt good or were like sustainable or enjoyable. And I think it kind of like the ethos, at least for me, like the ethos became like, what if you got to do a band and only did it the way that you really wanted to do 
like a big New York band. Yeah. Like, especially here, like, I think a lot of us have had to play in like trios and duos where it's like, yeah, like it's hard to organize, but like we just did some demos and we're like, we put them up on SoundCloud and we played this show. And that's <laughs> awesome and important, but yeah. this is kind of like a very different thing than that. Just because of the nature of having to organize this many people, it's like, we want, yeah. there's a, there's a, a sheer like force of numbers that it, you can't just like, we, we try and like make every show. How like, often do you event. practice? How often do you guys all get together? I mean, we try like, no one knows. like, <laughs> <laughs> like four, like four to six times a month, maybe. That's pretty good. We yeah. do one show a month, pretty much. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. How would, would, would ha- Phil approve of those numbers? I mean, I feel like you, like you can only, what, what do you no. understand now? Yeah. I mean, no. No. Let's just, we can stop beating around the bush. He wouldn't approve. Yeah. Yeah. Phil yeah. Would he approve. <laughs> it's okay. It's really weird. The picture on here just frowned. I didn't even know <laughs> that folks could do that, but he, so wait, no. so who so who does the driving? Who how do you split the responsibilities on the road? We don't tu- we haven't toured yet. Oh. We've only played like eight shows. No, eight so shows. the this is just the the secret of it's like you guys like popped up on uh, my Instagram feed from like a handful of different people, like all that baby's alright show and I was like, uh yeah, it's like anytime that happens it just like uh, well reach out and the it was you know it's great yeah, yeah. oh yeah it was it's, it's purely aesthetic yeah. it's just like that um why don't we get another song okay hold on i gotta bring my lyrics up on my phone for this one What's this, song song? this is the new song this is new we haven't we've never we've never recorded this what's before. it called uh to the, in the paint what was it called <laughs> yeah. so it's called let me go for now it's a blank space on my list <laughs> yeah it's fine uh yeah this Pretty one good. this one's the newest one uh it starts with matt it's called triangle offense Thank you. 
So good. Really great. Huh. Really. How do you feel about that? I feel good. Yeah, it's weird good. sitting on a, a couch with like a quilt on it to sing. This is like... Is that... Is that do you feel inspired that this might be the new way you perform? We've had, well, we have a lot of discussions about about the... There's a lot of sitting in practice. Like, there's a, a getting a good lean on yeah. while you rehearse. Just, like, just focus focus on the matter at hand. Don't, like, don't worry about standing up. Uh, not, so you, not for you, though. Yeah. No, Tyler's very... This is odd. This is the longest I've sat down He's in a while. Like, oh, ever? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little... Generally like, just jog aside, alongside the car. Well, especially on stage. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm not, like, a... I don't do, like, cool moves as much as I just kind of, like, kind of, like, nervously pace around. Do you think that'll evolve? Do you think that you'll like move it, like get into like a more range of motion? I'm gonna say this out loud for the first time, and I'm sorry. Like, no, no, the band has never heard me say this. I had like this deep desire, and you know about this, to take like a dance class, oh. like a hip hop oh, dance class. Yeah, you should do it. Should I do just it. like. I feel like it's more like, like I want to like do it in montage, where it sees me getting in touch with my body. Oh, <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, well, I'm, well yeah. that's, welcome to the group therapy session. Thanks, guys. Hey, Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I mean, you have a dream. It's yeah, actually, where, like, I feel um, like there's something about we, being. Yeah, we actually, we have a surprise for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, I mean, what style would you want to, would you do like the Mick Jagger, like Rooster? Would you do like the. Is there a class for that? The chick, 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 sort of I'm, like. I'm sure thrust. that there's someone. Yeah. mean pop and locker. I know. Yeah. I've been inspired. Like I can pop and lock. Ooh. ooh. Uh, it's impressive. That's a lot of. You have to no. get a foundation and tap. Yeah, I just need. It's like I need fundamentals, really. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Is that a, is that real that you have foundation and tap? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wish. Uh, yeah. yeah, I have a foundation in nothing. Uh, okay, yeah, I, I think I think that you should do it, and then we'll come, we'll bring you back on in a year to, to check in on your progress. No, I mean, I think I think a dance program on the radio is really gonna kill it. Yeah. as far as like, uh, no, we'll install in, cameras. Just hear me like huffing to like, it's like all right, you're gonna play this. It's like a mega mix. Yeah, of like song. I just always think like dance, mu- like dance uh, class music. I always think of like cheerleader mega mixes where there's like an explosion, <laughs> like, like breaking glass. Yeah, uh, like a, and then what is love comes on, and then it like everyone starts. Maybe you could trend with the uh, New York Knicks cheerleaders. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Knicks City dancers. So when you guys get together for a practice, do you guys like what's the food situation? Are you cooking together? I mean, it's no. a big. It's a big crew. Not yet. We, drink we should. You drink together? Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys seem here? <laughs> what's the uh, What's the drinking situation? What are you guys doing these days? Uh, <laughs> they just get you know Ooh, they drink and then they practice. start throwing hot nickels at me. <laughs> Actually, I could feel this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this I, is uh, Joe, everyone. Recently got back from Brazil, so I've been drinking a lot of caipirinhas. Oh. oh. Wait. Nice. Recently got back from Brazil, as in World Cup. Yeah. No. Uh, oh shit. Oh, sh- wow. Did you see a lot of Brazilians cry? Um, Were you there for the? I left before they started shitting. The That's shit. fine. Yeah, you can say. Yeah. No, they, they totally shit the bed. bed. Yeah. <laughs> One hundred. <laughs> if I knew it in can Spanish. I say shitting the bed. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, so many tears. I heard there's a whole new river in Brazil. <laughs> oh. oh. Wow. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Well, we want to make sure that we get one more. Uh, we got song time because we started late. Oh, did we? Yeah, oh, that's right. Well, yeah, we got time. What's that? Wait, usually it's the first. No, no, we're good. We're totally yeah, good. It's internet radio. It's kind of like, it's a little bit lawless. It's the last, it's our 199. Oh yeah, this is episode 199. Wow. Uh, yeah. Next uh, next week is mom and dad for episode 200. Oh. Yeah. You're, wait, whose mom and Our, your mom well, and dad. his, but not mine. Not yeah. yeah. <laughs> Different parents. Different okay. parents. Yeah, crazy. So then what, what's uh, coming up for you guys for the fall? Are you guys going to get, are you guys going to get like a sprinter van, hit the road? I wish. I don't know. There's a... I think there's <laughs> two. Uh, we're de- like working on another record, like a full, like a twelve-inch or like a four-song thing, yeah. and playing more shows, and maybe maybe trying to. We're trying to 
trying to play to the college kids. Oh yeah, play to meet the kid. Play play for the kids. Yeah, kids listen to kids. Kids listen to EDM. They listen to the yeah. dance music now. I was uh, I did college radio. You just roll your eyes at that. I did. Yeah. They I, I did. Do. I did. Col- do. I did college radio like uh, ten years ago. And it was great because it was like the rise of da- dance punk and all that stuff. Yeah, I could not imagine being like a college and maybe yes, you could being into EDM. Totally, like, you're like nineteen and absolutely. Like, you don't own a lot more tank tops. You don't. Uh, I already own a lot of tank tops. He owns a lot of tank yeah, tops. So. I'm actually surprised. It's kind of the same. Then, like imagine that, but just like a lot more <laughs> glitter and humongous festivals. I was thinking today. I was listening to this band, uh, Pup. And I was like, oh, I really like this band. I really like this like rock and roll stuff. And I was like, they have no shot of becoming a superstar because they're just not a giant like Calvin Harris produced track. Has the sale of guitars gone down? That that would be an interesting thing to look into. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, Guitar Center have like their whole like bankruptcy thing they're dealing with. But I think that's because no, the they're opening up, all weird. They're opening up this new giant performance uh, space. I think that that is a PR play, my friend. Oh, yeah? I think they're like, there's all this stuff about, they have like, I think... The, the Times Square one Yeah but I think like Nationwide There's like Their their finances are suspect uh, I would I would Yeah Uh oh A line of kids Making bedroom rock Yeah Yeah Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man uh, I wonder if uh, That'd be crazy If Guitar Center closed Yeah I mean I Crazy know. They're not gonna close It's yeah. more like I think like You know, you know like, The Guitar Center And like your small Podunk town Is what? not gonna exist yeah. yeah So now they're going big They're going, they're going pretty big Yeah I mean, I'm talking about like there's gonna be like some strip malls will be like guitar center free, guitar center less in the middle of the country. But I think, yeah. Oh my god, coconuts! I don't even remember. Oh, uh, coconuts was this like B League strawberries? Kind of. But Wasn't strawberries a D League or something else? <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, I guess coconuts was like the Bush League of uh, Sam Goodies. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And they all yeah, failed. Mall. Yeah. It's, yeah, <laughs> you can always walk around and still see in like different cities like the remnants of a Tower Records. It's always so sad. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Like you see the custom built out Circuit City buildings. You're like, yeah. oh, that shade it's, of maroon. It doesn't grow yeah. naturally here. Yeah. What is that doing out in the wild? Or like re and like they get repurposed, but you still know. You still yeah. know. <laughs> you still know. So when's uh, your next show? Uh, we don't have another show booked right now. This, this is it. This was like oh. A, oh. Well, I think we're all out of town for like the next month. It's kind of like that last bit of summer, but then in the fall, I know like we're doing the whole label has a bunch of stuff for like CMJ and stuff. Uh, but yeah, again, we're trying to put out a record, play more shows in New York, and then uh, we'll see see if we can get it, get a get a van and hit the road. Partridge Family style you know, Solve crimes Solve the, problems Just to bring it back That Andrew dude Probably could help you Get some shows <laughs> Yeah He and I, I are actually Texting right now He says you're a talented dude Oh, Yeah He's a good man Why don't you Why don't you open up for them I think that might be Too much disco I think people might people. I think people that might would, actually That would like, be like 19 people For a two band show oh, That's like I think you might have like Yeah I think there might you'd almost, be, you'd almost be Escort size <laughs> It would be something Where you'd either have to do it Like beat it style gang fight At the oh, end Oh that'd like, be amazing Face off Or people would like Might overdose Like they're like it's like the cirrhosis you like like liver problems associated from a double <laughs> disco ball. I have cirrhosis of the disco. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so where can people find you, hear your music? Get the and the EP is for free, right? The first one is, then the singles you can find on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, but it's on our SoundCloud and Bandcamp both are motion studies, you can search. There's awesome. Some, there's and also Instagram, some Twitter, Facebook? No, none of that. Oh. None of that. I'm on I'm on Twitter, but that's more that's a, you're gonna get a lot more than you bargained for there. You should get a Twitter and give it to Matt. <laughs> who's, got, who's got the best Instagram game? Just give it to them or give everyone the login. Oh, I don't know. Definitely not me. Joe's was the best when he's in Brazil. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because that very, was easy. Very site specific. Yeah, it's really easy. You're like, here's yeah the best song. I can just like close my eyes. Yeah. No, but I feel like if all of you had access to it, people would be like, holy shit, this band is everywhere. <laughs> They're around the world. Yeah. True. Who's going to Panama? Who's going to Panama? He is. It's a joke. All right. Well, let's get one more. Uh, let's get one more song yeah. in. Uh, this is even if this is one of the tracks you can get um, on the God mode. This I is would... one that Andrew produced. One of those tracks. All right. Thanks. Well, thanks everybody, and thanks to uh, Steve uh, from Honey Week. That's gonna be a lot of fun. NYCHoneyWeek.com for the sweeter side of events. And uh, yeah, this is closing out the hundred series for Snacky Tunes. Wow. Up, up next week, episode 200. and uh, With the people who gave birth to us. And don't forget wow. to check out, we have our final barbecue this summer yeah. um, with uh, NY Sushi Co., which is going to be amazing. And Use from Copenhagen. And use from Copenhagen. It's uh, Wednesday, August 13th. Uh, BBQ Blowout, August 2014.eventbrite.com. He's making ribs. Tickets on sale and uh, Snacky Tunes comp. Uh, volume 5 Live will be out that week as well. And, and I think we're going to uh, give away uh, posters for yeah, the barbecue. Just, yeah, a lot of stuff. And uh, yeah, next week, Mom and Dad, episode 200. Uh, amazing. Mojo Studies. Do they play? Do they? Are they going to play? Like, <laughs> no. I think Dad... Yeah, they're going to do a set. Yeah. If you guys can uh, leave the gear, we'll return it do next you, um, week. <laughs> should we, open, we should play um, Tighten Up. Sure. Anyway, here we go. Um, wait, and then this is a little meta, but to Liz in the control room, I'm going to do some yelling, so just be warned. Okay, that's fine. Just, you know, just feel like that's we, uh, we break the fourth wall here all the time. Oh, okay. And thanks yeah. to Liz. Yeah, it's like living Liz. on my Frasier dreams of like talking to the engineer, of yeah. like, you, you get did to have it. like a chat. Frasier had a radio show? <laughs> Ugh. Take us out. <laughs> That you'd be waiting, that you'd be waiting for. But when you hold the question back, you're you're holding now. But I won't go no. But I I found an unusual feeling, or something real in the night of your heart. Shelf and hides in a shelf just you could reach, and I woke up there but couldn't tell you. I didn't mind it, 
or how much I will wear right Yeah, I, I found an unusual feeling Something real in and out of your heart And I can't say just what it all means You're a fruit to feel it to pick apart Guitar! radionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.